everybody. Welcome back to episode 18 of Cody Combat Sports. Combat on the couch with the ugly Franco. And today we have our guest producer and uh, filmographer, Danny Dudizzle. Yes, sir. Shout out to him. Thanks for showing up, my man. Guys, we've got some brothers on the squad. We've got some killers. We've got some cookers, I tell you what. <laughs> we got Rico and Harley on the pod. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Dang, dude. You're a legend, you know that? Thanks, brother. You're a legend, you know that? <laughs> How was that? Because you're the best in the biz. Every time I go to kids, I'm just like, I hope the kitchen's open, and I hope I can get something hot and fresh, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. And now that I know that you're the man behind the behind my whole, like... Cravings, dude. Yeah, I got you. Like, I got <laughs> you, You're the best. Yeah. yeah, and also now, dude, we're, well, we're pushing open longer now, too. We're open until, like, 1.30 now, still slanging food, seven right. days a week. That's what we like. It. The yeah, worst yeah. is when I go in at about a one fifteen, and I'm like, I want it so bad, but I don't want to be that guy. That's be like, that guy, man. I see. I don't want. I like to. Hey, I like man, to encourage those people, man. Really? Yeah. Be the last person coming in, man. I'll I'll make you just as good as food as I would in the beginning of the day, man. It's what sure. we do for a living, you know. Yeah. If you don't come and spend your money with us, then you're gonna go spend it somewhere else. So and you're a cook too. Money. I'm the GM of Chipotle. Oh, now hold up. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Now my my thing. We when we get talking about food on the pod, it kind of gets rolling. You know what I'm saying? You guys are good people to know. Oh yeah. yeah for sure, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> you guys are good people to know. All right. So you're the GM at Chipotle. Yes, sir. So then, how did you get involved with Rich? You just known Rich for a while. Like coming here, or what do you mean? Yeah, like do you you go to the you go to the gym here and? Yeah, I started coming here because of him. And you go to the gym here. Yes, sir. See, we've never met these people. This is why podcasting is fun. You're just meeting people. You're talking to people for the first time. This is fun, dude. This is fun yeah, for me. It's a first, man. So okay, so you when did you start coming to the gym? Uh, it was almost I'd say like three and a half years ago, man. I started training uh. when I turned thirty. All right. Okay. Yeah, dude. You're another one. I just talked yeah. to Rachel Silverman. She's one of the new coaches, and yeah. she started at 32. Yeah, I was listening to that podcast actually this morning, and I heard that. I was like, <laughs> "That's pretty strange, brother." It's but yeah, dude. It's a ride yeah. like that, though. Yeah, you for can sure. you can start things a little late in life. How do yeah. you feel about it now? So you're three years. How, how old are you now? I'm 33. Okay, so yeah. you're three years in. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's incredible, man. Like it. I just like. I didn't want to be that old dude, you know, who like lets himself go, you know, bro, you know, so I, I wanted to take care of myself. Yeah, dude. And I got two sons too. So it's like super important for me to not be a lazy dad. You know? Yeah. You want to be yeah, able to play dude. catch or do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Be a yeah, good yeah. influence. Yeah. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Stand up. All <laughs> class. You know? What about you? Do you have any kids or anything? I got three kids. My goodness. How old are you? I'm 31. All right, all right, little brother here. So you follow the big brother to the gym. What did you think at first? What was kind of your initial reaction go to the gym? Well, like, uh, before here, I trained at Quintana Boxing for a year. Shout out to him. And then uh, the brother was like, you got you to gotta come check it out. And um, came, did the week trial, and absolutely fell in love with it. Like, there's nothing that compares to the, the struggle that you do every day in the on those mats you know every day is a grind every day you earn your bread for real getting choked out up there dude yes yeah. sir yeah <laughs> and learning how to choke people out too <laughs> yeah 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 but that comes later you yes, get sir. choked out a lot but that's all cool all righty all righty all righty so you're grinders then all right yeah man so you're both into in the food industry for now what else do you do is that are those like side jobs or those like full-time things also that's the career man yeah, 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 for sure. I, okay. I'm uh, one of the business owners. I have two. I have two other partners at Kids Kitchen. Very good. Yeah, man. Wow, I didn't know. Yeah, that. so that's like that's life. I didn't know how I was talking to you. Yeah, really. Look at this. I said you're a legend, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, I love cooking. I love providing for people, man. It's just like, it's I don't know. It's cool to do. I'm not usually used to being like someone in the in the front. I like being in the back and just cooking for the people, man. Yeah, dude. You're the Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would, you would be the Robin Hood. That's who you'd be. Take from the rich, give to the poor. <laughs> Food Robin Hood, that egg sandwich Robin Hood. Yeah, man. We'll get you an egg sandwich. I tell you what. Get them bagels, man. <laughs> Dude, the bagels are no joke either. <laughs> Those different cream cheeses are good. Yeah, for sure. All right, so 
You're a GM at Chipotle. How'd you get into that? Uh, moving back to Nebraska is what ultimately got me out of the kitchen. Like, I've been doing it my entire career. Yeah. I'm going on 15 years now in the industry. Uh, I left to Arizona um, about seven years ago. Spent some time in Arizona. Opened up a couple restaurants in Arizona. Really? Uh, moved to Georgia to help open up a restaurant as a sous chef. And then, really? Yep. Then moved back here to, uh, for one main reason was I just started having a family with my wife. Right. Uh, we had a first son. We wanted to be around family. Yeah. Uh, you know, it takes a village to raise kids. So we wanted that support system. So we came back here. And then doing so, me and the broski opened up a ramen shop. And we ran a ramen shop outside of, uh, upstairs of the other side's uh, bar in downtown Kearney. Oh, no way. Yeah, we did that for about a year. And then the pandemic absolutely just killed it, you know, like it did Ah. everything else in life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, that's what ultimately got me out of the kitchen and made me realize, like, I have... uh, three mouths to feed that are besides my wife. So four, you know, (laughs) as the head of household in order to make an income and continue to grow in my career, I switched it up from the back of house to the front of house. And after doing some job hopping, helping open up a, a restaurant in town as well, I got the opportunity to open up Chipotle and I've been with them for a little over two years now. That, that long already? They've been here for two years, Chipotle? Yes, sir. Wow. So talk about that kind of going, that move from the kitchen to the having more responsibility. I mean, both of you guys can because I serve up Perkins, and then I drive pizza at Domino's, too. So I'm both of those are, like, the lowest level guys. So I do a lot of other things, but, like, I've never made that move up to, like, making decisions and being in charge of, like, certain certain things and having responsibilities. So for sure. you guys can talk about that. So... I mean, it's just, it's, it's very interesting for me. Talk about like the transition and going from like not caring about certain things to that thing being your job now. Yeah. You know, shoot, you can go first, bro. So like it all started, like I'd say when I first started cooking, I was 18 at the cellar and then we were just a bunch of freaking pirates, you know, just (laughs) out there causing chaos. And then it wasn't until like later on, actually when uh, a V opened up, I went to that market grill there yeah and they had like the chef's creations area up there and i just became friends with a lot of the actual chefs up there that kind of like guided me in the right area yeah and made me realize that it was like at first it was just a job but then it became more of a passion of like the creating and the ingredients you know so that that was really cool and then it was probably not until about the, uh my brother actually he got me the head chef position at ali rose and that really gave me an opportunity to like lead and create. And yeah. that wasn't even, that was what, like 20, 21, like eight years ago. Yeah, years man, ago. forever ago. But having that transition is really cool because that, that was the biggest part for me is like being able to present something of value that I did, like I created myself and that I could educate myself on and then inspire the people around me to be like yo this is pretty cool you know let's see what else this guy can do yeah so uh, the transition from just being a cook to being like a chef i mean it's a lot of grinding a lot of sacrificing oh yeah dude but if you if you can be that guy and you can get people behind you to see that you're willing to do the work with them and not have them do your work for you it, that's that's like a big transition so it's like mm. lead from the front mm. and i love that i oh. love being i love being the guy that if we're going we're going to war in the kitchen yeah i'm, I'm gonna be right there with you i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna let you sink i'm even if you get in the weeds i'm gonna be right there with you and that's what i love the most that's the biggest transition that i love is now it's i i really do care for everything i'm not just trying to get food out the window i really yeah. want i want people to know that when they spend money with me or with my business that it's that it's always going to be worth it and yes. never lacking never lacking in quality you right know? right yeah always being consistent and that's probably the toughest thing in the kitchen is consistency because mm-hmm. you get burnt out you know oh yeah but yeah as being the leader your people your team can't ever see you like that you know so that 
that's what I love the most is always just being the guy who's like, we're going to get through this. That's my biggest thing. And that's, mm-hmm. that's probably what I love the most about the transition from just like, it's a job to a career is the level of just like how much I care about what we put out and about the team around me. You know, mm-hmm. I really, mm-hmm. I really care that they understand like our, our mission and that it's, even though it may just be a job for you, I want this to have value for your life later on, you know? So, dude, I love everything there. You know, having the, we've been talking a lot in this podcast and then I've been like, it's been popping up for me all over the place. Like just the word culture. So the leadership style of taking them by the hand and then like saying, let's march instead of with the pitchfork from behind, Yeah, man. you know, like that's extremely important when you're talking about, I mean, people that are working for maybe minimum wage or a little bit above Mm -hmm. because you have to motivate them with love instead of fear for them to be consistent, Mm -hmm. which is stay for a little bit longer, get good at the job, really like learn how to succeed at something, you know, and you're just not going to get that from being mean to them. Yeah, man. So that's really cool to know, you know. And yeah. now, now if you're looking for a job, hey, shout out to cook. <laughs> could get a nice kitchen job where you're not going to get yelled at. And if you're a good cook, that's might what you'd be looking for. For sure. So I love it. I love it. And so uh, then. I mean, me- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just like awkwardly, like, you should be talking now, bro. Yeah. No, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, no. So, no. um,. For me, really, you know, uh, he got me the job at the cellar, and once he left, I w- had the opportunity to take over the cellar. Um, but like he said, it was a pirate wow. ship. Like we were, we were, we were angry. Like there was a lot of yelling, there was a lot of screaming, there was a lot of demeaning. Like I, you've been in the industry, you probably know what like those little metal four ounce ramekins are. We used to throw those at people when they weren't doing their job right. Like it was just hostile. Yeah. And then like he, went, he works at beat ups too. Like we're both like. <laughs> I went from there to the alley rose and the executive chef left there after a year and i got the opportunity to be the executive chef and again just being able to create from scratch seeing something that you're doing from scratch with your hands every single day yeah get put onto a plate and you may make that person's day month or year just by the food that they are eating yeah that uh that does something for me. It puts a huge smile on my face knowing that I can have that much of an impact on someone with something that is gone after 10 minutes of them seeing it. And then after doing that uh, for a year, I wanted to just really see what I was capable of. I felt like um, six foot 10 and bulletproof, so to speak. And uh, I wanted to go to a bigger city to see what I was truly capable of, got humbled real quick. And how old were you? Uh, when I left, I left uh, Nebraska when I was 21, almost 22 years old, and I moved to Arizona, got a lead line cook job there, and from there helped open up a restaurant in Tucson, then got the opportunity to become a sous chef, uh, became a sous Slow chef. Slow it down. Slow it down. You're going through things fast. <laughs> you don't have to go through things fast on this podcast. The whole point is to get things out kind of slowly and surgically, you know what I'm saying? Deal, deal. So go back to the... The first restaurant that you opened in Arizona. That was a culinary dropout. So I was currently working at a culinary dropout. And What's that? It's a gastropub. So it's a, a, it's a <laughs> American fair dining. So you've got your burgers. You've got your sandwiches. We had a couple steak dishes, okay. a couple uh, fish dishes, some pastas, um, salads. We had a charcuterie section. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. It was for a 600-plus seat restaurant. Is that, that's good size. That feels like a good size. Is that a good size restaurant? Yeah, it was a really okay. good size right, restaurant. Yeah. Like during the busy time, we would have uh, ten to fourteen cooks on the line, like two to three per each station. Because we had our salad station, we had our saute station, we had our grill station, we had our charcuterie station, and we had our fry station. Each one had at least two people during the busy time, if not three, wow. and. Grinded that out for about seven months. Uh, got the opportunity to interview to go open up a, another culinary dropout in Tucson, Arizona as a trainer. And aced the interview. Got the opportunity to go open up the uh, restaurant in Tucson. That was another 600-plus seat restaurant. 
Uh, and that was really eye-opening. And, you know, uh, what made me start to really fall in love with the restaurant and just the process of coaching and guiding people because you're bringing in. Yeah, yeah. you're. I think probably roughly 60, 70 people at least just in the back of house when we open up that restaurant. And you're teaching yeah, all of these. managing a lot of personalities. You're teaching all of these people. I think for my station, I had about 10 people how to do culinary dropout that have never done culinary dropout before that have never eaten there before and what i mean by culinary dropout is like there's 101 ways you know to cook an egg but culinary dropout wants us to cook an egg or to cook that fish a specific way to get the certain flavor profile texture aroma everything that comes into it so it didn't matter how many different ways i could cook that egg so to speak before i needed to do it the way that they wanted me to do it and now i need to be able to coach people to do it the same way wow so it's like it's like when you're writing papers in college and you have to do it like mla format or whatever you have to do it the certain way that they want to to be able to like move forward what when you get good good at cooking that way can you like on a resume say like and proficient at cooking culinary culinary dropout is like that like a thing that you put on or is that what's expected to get a certain job like how does it work uh, I've never put on a resume like I can cook a specific way. I okay, always okay. just put the job and the responsibility and then make it very apparent because you do get a lot of cooks that bring their baggage good and bad from other restaurants oh, yeah, and totally. think that they're going to now change the ways that you do things at your restaurant <laughs> right. because that's how they did it at the old restaurant. Right. And anybody, always- anybody that does business just <laughs> – you're laughing. We all, everybody has some guy that they get on and they bring him in and they think he's going to help us a lot. And then he wants to like, he wants to do it his old switch. Way. Yeah, dude. Yeah. No, that's not what you can do. And like, I, I've always made it very apparent and known that I will take my previous knowledge and skills and apply it to the new job at hand. But I am wholeheartedly dedicated to doing it the way that they want me to do it. Because, again, there's a reason why they want me to do it the way that they want me to. Right, right, right. That's a hard thing to understand, though, even as an employee with responsibility. It's just a hard human thing to see, like, there is a bigger plan. I should do it the way, like, follow the rules. Yep. And especially when you're at the restaurant group that has multiple locations, like they want their the same dining experience at every single one of their locations. Mm. So the food better taste the same Mm. at every single one of their locations. And the only way that's going to be possible is if everyone does it their way. Yeah. Not the not the Rico way, not the hard way, not the ugly. I got this special spice, man. I swear. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and that's what a lot of people do. Mm. And it, uh, it kills a lot of people. Uh, from being able to progress as much as they could or should be able to just because they're not willing to forget the old ways and learn their new ways. They, they feel like they've already earned their bread, yeah. but in this industry, you earn your bread every day. Yeah. So how did you earn your bread? How did you get to these positions of responsibility? Maybe at those early ages, like 19, 20, 21, as you're like making moves and like kind of like, I mean, that's when I was really, like, struggling. Yeah, like, I was really sure. I was doing man thing, like, kind of, like, growing into, like, the man part of who I was going to be. But you're just making mistakes. Like, for me, I was just making mistakes. For sure, you know? man. Like, for me, it was uh, good or bad sacrifice and everything. Yeah. Like, there wasn't a single thing that I was willing to do coming up in the industry to get ahead. Whether that mean miss birthdays, Christmases. Yeah anniversaries weddings like whatever it took to get me ahead i was gonna do that mean always being on call and like oh it's my day off but i'm expected to be called you know or oh i don't work tonight but if someone calls me in like i'm not even going to worry about making plans because if they call me i have to go in because that's going to just show them that I, I want it. I am hungry for it. I am willing to do whatever it takes to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the easiest way to become uh, in that next role is to act that part before you get that part. Like, if you want to be a sous yeah. chef, if you want to be assistant yeah. general manager, the general manager, you've got to make the current sous chef, assistant general manager, general manager's life as easy as possible and start taking on their roles before you actually get that role. Oh, yeah. What do they say? What do they say? I mean, uh, dress 
dress for the job that you want, not the job that you're applying for, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. So you show up in the suit, even though you're going to be a cook. So you show up in the suit, in the sous chef hat, even though you got like the littler hat. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. However, it goes in the kitchen, but it's important. It's like, and it's really hard to like, kind of like get over your ego a little bit because oh, you're yeah. like, it's it, you, you. You feel this responsibility out of nowhere. You're like, oh, I can do more. I should be that. Okay, how do I do that? And then maybe you get there, and then you have like that. Oh, I'm fake. How did I get? Here? I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. You have a bad day. Yep. You mess up. A million over easy eggs in one day, and you're just like, I can't cook over easy eggs. All right, okay, I quit. You know, yeah, you or something. Have bad days, man. Yeah, bad days. Yeah. And uh, getting over that ego, and then being able to come back and deal with it, and deal yeah. with yourself is like pretty rough, though. Yeah, pretty rough for sure, man. But it's rewarding when you push through that. Yep. And so then, like from uh, opening up that restaurant about six months later, I. Uh, had the opportunity to become a sous chef, but I was going to need to go not only to a different concept called Flower Child, which is a vegan, uh, vegetarian, um, I, I hate saying the warm word farm to table, but it was like a farm to table restaurant. There was no fryers, there was no freezers. Oh, oh, Everything was okay. fresh. We got truck five ah, days a week because all of really? the food was that fresh. Yeah. And so I got the got that job and moved to Georgia and helped open up that restaurant in Georgia in Sandy Springs, Georgia, as a sous chef there. And after seven months of doing that, my youngest or my oldest son, sorry, was uh, nine months at that time because we moved after he was two months old. Yeah. And it was just uh, too much for the, the wife, too much for me. Um, we were working or I was working 60 plus hours a week. You know, we only had one car. The wife didn't have any support besides me, you know, so she was stuck at home all day, every day by herself while I am cooking. Yeah. And like just emotionally and mentally between the two of us reached a, a breaking point of something had to change. And yeah. So we packed up our bags, came back to Carney, you know, because we knew we had a support system. I knew I was going to be able to get a job anywhere. You know, that's the yeah. great thing about the restaurant industry. You can get a job anywhere. <laughs> and right. as soon as I came back, um, started planning with this guy right here about how are we going to open up a restaurant? And you, said, you said you're sick of it. Yeah. yeah we don't want to listen to anybody anymore. It sucks. We just had a, <laughs> we had a vision, man. We wanted to go. do things... Uh, being in Nebraska, we wanted everything to come from here. Yeah. We have the agriculture. We have the livestock. You know, it just didn't feel like Nebraska, and especially in Kearney, it didn't feel like there was a restaurant here that really represented us. Everybody's using the same distributors, you know. So we started developing relationships at the farmer's market and found a Little Town Gardens, which is uh, ran by a gal named Candy and her husband and their network of family. Shout out to them. Yeah. And then we got our pork from a farm just north of theirs or south of south of their farm. It was a Winchester farm. So that's where we got our pork for our ramen at. We got all of our eggs and chickens from Rockville, Nebraska. Melly really cool. chicken. Yeah, man. Like the only thing when we finally opened up that we were getting from like a big purveyor was the utensils that we needed because we were serving ramen, so we had to have chopsticks and stuff like that, and uh, odds and ends things, but 90% of everything that we were actually cooking mm -hmm. came mm -hmm. from within 40 miles of Kearney. And that's important to you guys? That's Extremely what you kind of wanted? Extremely important. I mean, Talk about it. That, that's uh, ultimately what led me to Chipotle, but like with culinary dropout the thing i loved about them and the thing i loved about flower child is even though they are a big company so to speak they do right by who they're getting their produce from who they're getting their proteins from just their purveyors in general they they care just as much about what we are bringing in as what we are serving you know it is very easy to take great quality product do very little with it and have it be absolutely amazing it's really hard mm -hmm. to take very mediocre product and bust your ass trying to do all these different techniques all mm -hmm. the seasoning and stuff mm -hmm. to try and to get it to taste the way you want it to 
when you could just go out there, take the extra time, energy, and effort to find the people that care about what you're putting on the plate yeah. as much as you do. Yeah. And that makes sense. you end up with amazing relationships. You end up yeah. with food that is uncomparable uh, by any standard. Like, I don't know if you've ever been out to a farm before, but if you go out to any farm, like Little Town Gardens, for example, where yeah. we got most of our produce from. Take me out there. Uh, let's do some do some shooting make a little youtube little like little you thing try you try her produce and it's like damn this is what a tomato's actually supposed to taste like or this is what peas are actually supposed to taste like or the, some of the sweetest most delicious carrots this is what it's actually supposed to take taste like or the pork that we were getting it's like wow, this pork isn't white because it hasn't been bleached. It hasn't been artificially grown. It hasn't had a bunch of antibiotics put into it. Mm. And the pork we were getting looked like steak. Like it was that vibrant pink because the the pigs that were being taken care of were being Mm. taken care of properly. The Mm. produce was being taken care of properly. Mm. And you can just taste the difference. And so it made our job a lot easier Um, and you know, both of us got kids, so it's very important about what we're putting in our kids' bodies. It's extremely, extremely easy. And you know, I'm guilty of it, of to go down a grocery store and buy out of the middle aisles, you know, buy all the processed bullshit. Chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets. Yeah. Uh, But then you feel it in your body. You feel it how you perform versus if you start shopping on the outside of the grocery stores and actually buying the real food, you taste, it tastes so much better. You operate so much better. You feel better. Like you truly are what you eat. So why, why do so many people, or why are so many people okay with eating crap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. I mean, that I, I was raised on it. You know, yep. like we were just Same. raised here, and you go to the store and you buy the food that you like to buy. Yeah. And my mom and dad never. I mean, she always had like some sort of meat, some sort of potato, some sort of like vegetable available. But as I get older, I find out potatoes aren't very good for you. No. So it's like I didn't like the vegetables growing up. I was eating the meat and the potatoes, and I would yeah. eat the chips and the french fries and like all of that stuff was like my favorite and i did sports all growing up so i was like able to like function but now what i know about fruits and vegetables and the importance of like really having that in your life for sure it's like oh if i had children that would be extremely important for me to relate to them because it never like i'm learning a ton at 23 24 25 i'm 25 right now for sure you just starting like taking after your health then just maintain or like paying attention to what you've been putting in your body now and everything oh yeah i mean me and dan both been kind of on like a little mission to like eat healthier and just kind of be more like conscious about what goes in for sure because you literally feel it but when you wake up and you're you really don't clock what you're eating you just know i had three meals yesterday and it's what i normally eat i like to go to canes you know every once in a while i like to have some uh i'll make a pb and jelly peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then you know maybe i'll have some like stuff at night and it's kind of like whatever stuff you know maybe another like maybe i go to dinner get some wings or something like that you know like that's just like what you eat but then when you change it completely and then notice how you feel you want to tell more people about it so first it was other people in my life telling me this is good thing and then it was me like just kind of telling like everybody that i know now like you need to be eating more fruits and vegetables yeah man and cleaner just, meats. Yeah, you know? cleaner, yeah. you know, stuff. And I don't even know a ton. I just kind of, like, learn some yeah. random things, you know. But it's For so sure. easy to get caught up. Like, I work 50 to 50-plus 50 hours a week. I've got three kids. I try to come in and train at least three, four times a week, you know. And mm-hmm. so then trying to fit in that time to actually cook food because it takes – time, energy, and effort to cook real food versus just throwing something in the microwave. It's literally harder. It, 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 Big surprise. You want <laughs> better? You have to work for it. Yeah, man. Yeah, you do. And um, <laughs> it, I can't say that I, I win every day. There's a lot of days that I, I fall short, you know, but you, you've got to try and be consistent, you know, especially because, yeah. again, yeah. with the kids, I, I don't want my kids to grow up being unhealthy. I don't want my kids yeah, to man. grow up being sick all the time. And yeah. That, yeah. that has a lot to do with what they eat. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Um, but then going back to the restaurant, like we opened up that restaurant. 
we were doing really good. That pandemic absolutely killed it. Wiped it. Um, fortunately, we were able to uh, create a deal with Kit's Kitchen and Coffee. Uh, and that's ultimately how we ended up there because I was there for a little bit as well with the brother. Um, we moved all of our equipment into Kit's Kitchen and Coffee. Uh, we tore down the entire back end so that way uh, they could start remodeling it and getting the restaurant open up because they still plan on opening up a full service yeah. restaurant in the back of the really? kids kitchen. Yeah, the north side really? has just as much space as the south side does. So what's going on downstairs too? Are they doing things downstairs when that's yeah, going to open yeah. up? Yeah, right now it's just the biggest pain is getting contractors. You know, that actually want to do something that's not just cookie cutter. That they're going to have to do a bit more custom work and mm. a lot of a lot of contractors don't you know mm. so like as uh the downstairs eventually we want to make that more of like a study for like college kids and everything like that have more yeah. booths down there yeah a bit a bit more privacy so yeah. they can get their work done and whatnot yeah. you know i'll be down there yeah a ton and then the north side of it we actually want to do that so we can open for like a later night dinner service have a bar you know serve some drinks we got really? some stuff in the works. I can't really? talk about it, but we got some stuff in the works. How fast is all that kind of moving? I mean, the contractor thing, but it takes years, man. I mean, we've yeah. been we've been working on that north side for trying to get trying yeah. to get it moving for three years well, now. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. So I mean, we're still working on. It. We're hoping that uh, at least by coming up this spring, summer, that we'll actually start uh, laying some laying some shit down. Very nice. Yeah, dude. man. That's exciting. Yeah, and we're getting staff too. We were we were facing a. A dry spell there for a while it was hard to get people in but now yeah. we actually got a we got some help and good. some pretty ambitious people so i mean it's good just keep on looking up you know you guys anytime i go there anytime me and rich go all the time my mom loves it nice. i think it's yeah, you man. know it's 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 one of the best places in carney to go and have a coffee because i mean rich i think rich is the one who said it. he was like you don't feel like you're in carney yeah you yeah, that's the whole point. We don't, you know, like we're in the middle of this dirt pile in Carney, Nebraska. <laughs> we want to go to a nice little place. And when, you know, besides you looking, in. besides the train being there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing. When you get in, you almost feel like, yeah, like maybe you're in Omaha, Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. Else, you know? I, yeah, I bigger, feel like man. I just stepped into a, a high class place. Yeah. And that's nice, you know. Yeah, it's nice. Sure. And the prices aren't the high class. That's the nice yeah, thing, too. For sure. Experience. They're still affordable. Yeah, yeah. It's and not that, crazy. It's a big deal, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's incredible. And especially us roasting our own coffee, you know, in-house. Smells so good. Always. Smells <laughs> the best, dude. Yeah, and they go through painstaking uh, work to get the coffee that they get in. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, by far the best coffee, best breakfast you'll ever get in town. Um, but I, I ended up getting an opportunity uh after the pandemic shutdown was lifted, uh, someone reached out to me from Good Evans. They had just fired their executive chef and general manager and were needing new management to help get that place up and running again and had the opportunity to go be the assistant general manager there. And like, like I said, I spent the first 10 years of the industry in the back of house. I always yeah. had... Uh, um, a desire to work in the front of house. I never mm. thought I'd fall in love with it as much as I have, mm. but I wanted to see that other end because I figured if I was going to be the best uh, executive chef or kitchen worker in general, mm -hmm. I needed to know the entire aspect of how everything operated. Boom. And so I got the opportunity to go be the assistant general manager at Good Evans um, about seven months of that, uh, after being there, I got an opportunity to open up Billy Jack's Pizza Pub as the culinary specialist and assistant general manager there. And so I helped create all of the recipes for Billy Jack's. I helped create all of their uh, back of house standard operating procedures. I helped them with uh, procuring all of their uh, items from their vendors and created their order guides, organized their entire walk-ins and dry storage and set up everything that you needed to set up for the back of house for them. Um, after about six, seven months of being there, uh, things just didn't work out. And I needed, yeah, I needed to uh, look for something else. Yeah. And I applied at Chipotle. Um, I never thought I would work in, I don't want to call it fast food because we don't have an actual drive through. We have what we call a digital make line. So you order your food online and then you can pick it up through 
the drive through right. And so that was the only, one of the reasons why I was willing to look at it. Another reason why is they don't have any freezers either. Everything fresh. is all fresh. Uh, all of their I didn't know that. All of Me their either, produce man. is one hundred. I thought Chipotle would be a piece of a, a bad place. Yep. I thought they'd be giving me garbage food because it's fast food. No, it's from a, what I'm hearing, it's completely different. It's one hundred percent organic, non-GMO grown produce. All of the animals are all free-ranged, grass-fed, grass-finished, no antibiotics, no growth hormones. Like, they're happy animals. They're happy cows, happy pigs, happy chickens. Right. And I was like, damn, this is the largest corporate-owned restaurant group in the entire world. Yeah. And they are procuring their items right like the hardest ingredient in this building to pronounce let alone spell is chipotle like there's nothing fake in the building it's chipotle is the hardest thing to spell and pronounce there's nothing fake that we do everything is prepped fresh daily uh if it doesn't get used up by the end of the day 90 percent of what we prep that day has to be thrown away because it doesn't have an overnight shelf life uh, per Chipotle standard. It's not that we couldn't keep it overnight and use it the next day or the day after or the day after, but the quality then that we would be serving our guests would be mediocre compared to what it is the day of. Yes. And so when I found all of that out, I was like, ooh, I got to go check this out. And mm. so I applied just to be the assistant general manager because I had never been a general manager before. Uh, fortunately, uh Ace the assistant general manager interview and got moved up to the GM interviews and aced that one. And then they shipped me off to Lincoln and I lived in the hotel for three months to <laughs> wow. learn how to Chipotle. Learn how to Chipotle, baby. <laughs> and that's what I'm telling you. Like, I've been doing this for so long. And when I was interviewing, I use that same analogy as the egg, but usually it's salmon. Like, I can cook a salmon, you know, 50, 60 different ways, but I need to know how you guys want me to cook the salmon. We have over 3,300 locations. I need to ensure that the food that you get at my store is going to taste the exact same as the food that you're going to get at every other Chipotle, Mm -hmm. and that's only going to happen if I learn how to Chipotle. Yeah. And so that's what I did for three months. And... Then they moved me back uh, so I could open up this store and been grinding it out ever since. I absolutely love it. I love every single thing about it because you under the in that grinding it out, going through all that, you have to have so many moments of like frustration, but understanding that what you're going through right now is not going to last for forever. And the wisdom that you're going to gain, whether you use it at the Chipotle or not, that's going to just make you a better learner, a better teacher overall if you can go through that and then actually take something from it yeah yep and then like um like you said what what got me into management is like the more uh people i had i guess like oversight of or control of the more impact i was able to have and like Mm -hmm. with chipotle I'm able to have an impact with my crew members and managers that I wish more managers try to do with me coming up. Like there were so many times that like the reason why I moved jobs is because I was capped out. The people above me no longer wanted to continue to train me, uh, whether it be right. for fear or, or yeah. fear of me taking their job or whatever the yeah. case may be. Yeah. And like I'm coming from the point of, I want to make myself replaceable. If I don't make myself replaceable in my store, I'm not one doing my job and two, I'm going to be stuck there forever. I don't want to be stuck as a single store operator for the rest of my life. So I need to build the people around me and get them to not only buy into the company, but to buy into me as a person to let them know as long as they give me 110% every single day that they come in, I'll give them 120% and I will ensure that I do everything in my power Mm -hmm. to get them to where they want professionally or personally. Because there's some people that I I have right now that just use it for schooling because we do tuition reimbursement or use it uh, just to be able to pay bills until they get their job that they're looking for and you know like i'm perfectly okay with that you give me all of your time energy and effort and i'll do the same and as a matter of fact i will help you get that next job i will Mm -hmm. even if it's outside of my company i want to see people succeed i want people's capabilities to grow 
And that's only going to happen if you truly nurture them, guide them, and show them that, hey, like, I am willing to teach you, but I'm also going to call you out on your bullshit. Like, all of my managers know, every single one of my managers know uh, that as long as they continue to try and make it to where we are the best operating Chipotle in the entire company as close to operational excellence as possible while helping me get to become a field leader, which is a multi-store operator, Mm -hmm. then I will do everything in my power to get them where they want to be, whether it be within the company or outside the company. Mm -hmm. And for any reason, if I'm not fulfilling my end of the bargain, call me out on it. Let me know that mm-hmm. I am falling short. Let me know where I need to be doing better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Because you can handle it. Because you know that you can handle it. That's the only way that you're going to learn, right? Oh, yeah. And you best believe I'm going to do the same for them. Like, if they're not yeah. helping me achieve where I want to go, yeah. then there's an issue. And if I'm not yeah. helping them achieve Boom. where they want to go, yeah. there's an issue. It's Boom. that mutual ground. Yeah. You know, you, you yeah. can only climb so high by yourself. And I need people right. to climb up with me because that's yeah, the only man. way I'm going to be able to keep growing. Yeah. And you got to discuss it too. I mean, I'm sure you guys have discussed like growing together, challenging each other. Yeah, you got to tell me if I'm not doing it right, bro. I don't know if I'm not doing it right. But, you know, you might fight when you come and say, hey, you're not <laughs> doing it right. Because that's how it goes. Yeah, man. It's tough getting called out on your, you know, on your crap, you know. It's but not it, always yeah. easy. But, yeah, if you don't have somebody to do it. I mean, him and I have been in plenty of yelling matches in the kitchen you know but it's all because we're both we both want you know both want the best from each other you Mm -hmm. know that's the culture that was built we're yelling at it because we're not walking away yeah man yep i think people resonate with that a lot people that have been through like hard things you know like maybe family stuff you'd rather yell with the person than walk away because that's the relationship (laughs) the yelling yeah man you want to deal with it yeah and the on a micro in the kitchen at that moment that's what you got to have you can't walk away from that so (laughs) things are crazy right now you're gonna have to yell about it and if and if you walk away or walk by something that's not done right or Mm. you see someone doing something that's not right and you allow it well now you're allowing that standard to drop you're Mm. allowing mediocrity to seep in and if i truly Mm. care about you and Mm. care about your success I'm going to call you out on it. You may not like it, but I'm going to be honest with you because I care about you. And if you're willing to sit there and lie and play it off as everything's all good or not bring up the issue that's at hand, then you truly don't care about those people. And I I truly care about my people, and that's why I do what I do. And you value all the time it took to put in to get them to be good. Yeah, 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 man. Like it took a, a while for him to get to the point where you know oh it it should be this way what's the problem it took a while so you're not going to just walk past it and go i'll probably fix it tomorrow yeah man i'll talk to him next time about it time's like you yeah you 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 understand that you're going to undermine yourself by letting that go for the one time yeah be on it be on it always yeah and then but be on it with love that's the that's the thing in kitchens that really gets it's a problem I mean, at any level where any leadership is going on, but especially in the fast food industry, for me, it feels like the being on it is always fear based. It's like fear yeah. motivated. It's always like, oh, I don't want to get yelled at by yeah. you know, Chuck or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's always that. But if you can be on it with like grace and love yeah. or with humor or, you know, just better leadership skills yeah man. then there's nothing wrong with being on it you're just being on it yeah and you're doing it right yeah and know. fear will get you instant results but it yes. won't get you long lasting results boom consistency there you go it's, an, it's not gonna happen you're gonna have the three month person for the forever yep you're gonna have three month people that's the only thing you can get out of people is three months you and might it, get six months maybe but yeah and it costs a lot of money to bring new people in sure does man mm. Mm. advertising mm. Yeah, training, just the training hours, uniforms, yeah, yeah. everything mm-hmm. costs a lot of money to bring a new person in, right? Because I mean, I've been at the low level job every time. I take the shirt, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I don't go back, you're not getting the shirt yeah, today. Yep. <laughs> and that's your ten bucks or whatever you cost to make the thing, five yep. bucks or whatever it is. If, I mean, if you're spending more than that on employee shirts, then cool. But like, you know, huh? It's rough. Tell you what. It's crazy, man. I'm not a boss. I'm not a boss in any way. I'm just I'm always this guy. And I run my own media company. So like, you know, 
Dan's here, but he's his own boss. Nobody's, in, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I don't man. Do, I don't do anything where I really respond. Am responsible of um, people, people around me directly. So this is this is very good information for me. Yeah, but, for sure, you know, man. But valuable. Even, even you, you're willing to work two jobs and bust your ass there, so that way you're able to do what you're truly passionate about. So you're able to sit here with guys like us and chat with us. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, you got to be able to afford what you want to do in life. So I want to yep. do this. I have to work actually more than two jobs. But, <laughs> yeah, but when we do it, you know, you just stay busy. You find ways to make money, especially when you're kind of like an entrepreneur like mindset a little bit because yeah, you don't man. see like a certain job as like the one anymore. It's kind of like this is this is one opportunity. And then you're always fishing. Right. You're always kind of like looking for like other things to do. Yeah. So you just kind of like make money in certain ways. You know, legally, of course, I'm not saying anything. Just like, you know, you, you find ways to make money. You make cash by doing jobs for people. You know, you try to, like, grow your career so you can get a better job. But, like, I don't know. I'm at the level of my life where I have to work all the all the low-level 25-year-old dude jobs. And then hopefully when I'm 35, this, turn like, I, sh- I evolve into, oh, I'm, I'm exactly where I should be. And I'm not doing yeah. anything else. Can't but be short term. Time. It, no. it literally can't. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have that vision. You gotta understand like you're gonna have so many small steps that you're not gonna be able to see until you look back like five, ten years, and then you're gonna be like, You did a lot. Right. But at the time it seems like you're getting nowhere. But that's what you gotta do. I mean, you can't just like your job, like perk hands and dominoes, you can't just do those and go home and do nothing. Boom. You gotta work on your life. You gotta do what you wanna do. I can't I can't really relate to people who just work and then go home like you gotta you gotta develop yourself man you gotta you gotta do whatever it is out there that you enjoy doing that's why even if people don't stick in stick with kids or in the kitchen it's like i want you to develop those skills so when you just whatever to be able to handle more stress (laughs) just to be able to get out there and really just do what you want to do don't don't work for you know don't just work you know work and then go home and work for yourself too build something you know yeah like you want to be able to ask them when they come back the next time like hey what'd you do yeah like i saw you yesterday but like hey what'd you do last night like if they just go oh man it's you know i had a nice night i just i went to bed you know yeah like work on yourself you know especially you're younger too you know like you got energy right now dude you can you actually have the ability to go yeah man you can go yeah, or you, or you get the people that get a job and that they don't even care, they don't even try. And like, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of how you do anything is how you do everything. And totally. like, and I, and I always bring it up and I tell people like, I don't care if you're a janitor, I don't care if you fucking sorry. No, you're good. You're <laughs> if, good. You, if you're a, a truck driver, if you're a trash man, you're a fucking garbage or, boy, or, yeah, or if you're a neo, neonatal <laughs> surgeon, you know, like. Dang, you got to give yourself and give that job 110% of your energy and effort. Yeah. Otherwise, go find something else. You're just wasting your time Damn. and everyone else's time. Dude, literally go at 100, 110%. Yeah, you man. got to. Talk about it. All you got is this. You know, all you got is this life. If, you, if you're not just going out there and trying to seize everything you can, that's my biggest thing is wasting time. Is At first, when I was first starting cooking – it just it it was a job it wasn't like how you yeah. see nowadays with like on netflix like the celebrity chefs i mean yeah there were some yeah. celebrity chefs but right. it was it, there was nothing to it no future but i never wanted to get a job it's like hey man how was your job oh it's good i suck at it you know it's like <laughs> oh cool good for you dude you know it's like i wanted to be awesome so that's like how i got better in the kitchen is you I had to suck jobs. at it yeah i would suck at it and i would see something that i'm interested in and when somebody would step away I'd step in and try to do something. Boom. And then that's just how you had to do it back then. You don't have to do that nowadays. You have people out there like my brother like my brother and myself that are willing to teach you all the things a better way than how we had to learn them, mm-hmm. you know? But they're gems and they're hard to find. Yeah. And you're not going to find sure. guys like this being the low level lazy person. Yeah. You get you get into a good conversation when you're when you're when you're with it. When you're yeah. with the program. Yeah. Man. You know, you're gonna get taught by somebody like I didn't know that you guys were you guys yeah. until we had this conversation. Yeah. So if you get a job and you think you know somebody, but you don't really know, if you're not trying hundred and ten percent, you're not gonna show me really you. Yeah, why exactly. Do, why why would I'm not you show give you my time? 
Why no? Yeah. Why, why would you really step in and say, "Hey, buddy, I'm gonna help you out, and you're gonna get good at this"? All right, I'm gonna show you though, so you better listen. Somebody's not gonna understand what you're saying right there because they're soft. Yeah. So, and that's what it is too. So come at me on it. Soft. <laughs> soft. Yeah, I want people to excel. I don't want. I don't care if whatever it is that you're choosing to do with your life. I I just I want you to be good at it, and the only way that you'll get there is if you're just good at. Work on being good at everything that you do, mm-hmm. even if it's you know the whole saying like, one just one percent a day, just be better one percent. You know, if or if you're familiar with like Jocko Willink, I love his uh, conversation oh. on, on good. Oh. If something sucks, good because you're good. gonna learn something from it. You something lost, good is about good to because you're gonna learn. If something bad happens, good because you're gonna learn. And if everything mm-hmm. goes good, good. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I, Dude, I really appreciate that. You know, right? That's a that's a that's a good. Uh, like, if nobody out there knows Jocko Willink, good. Look it up. Get on it, dude. It's. I mean, I found that guy like two months ago, and just like the, I don't relate to him at all. Like, I know. <laughs> savage man, he's a that savage. That guy is a savage. Like, yeah, man. Kill you with your bare hands, and then just wipe it on your t-shirt and walk <laughs> away, and then. I don't know, dude. Just go have a podcast or something. Like, absolute animal. Like he will. He's killed people with his bare hands. Like I don't relate to that at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's good that we have people like that. I mean, it's insane <laughs> for me. Yeah, to think about his life and then think about me trying to relate to him just by seeing yeah. him on YouTube. Yeah. And but actually relating to him. Yeah, he has stuff that just it's crazy appeals to everybody, man. But that's how people are, huh? That's what I mean. I relate to you guys, and I don't cook. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Things man. that you've said right now, I don't relate to in any way because I'm not you guys, and I'm not a boss. But like, I relate on a certain level. So, like, I guess that's of like drive. You gotta, you gotta go. You got somewhere you want to be. Yeah, and you're working on it. You're not just hoping that it gets there. You know. Yeah, and yeah, seeing man. driven people, it's like an insight to how I make mine real. Yeah, I just take different things from you guys and Jocko. And even younger people than me. And you just try to make that. You apply little levels of things that you learn to, like, your thing until you get to where you're. There's no end destination, really. Huh? You just kind of get to where you're finally, like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm fulfilled every day because I keep doing things that I want. It's not an end. It's never going to end. It's just. Yeah, there's no end. You you got to love that journey. Yeah, you got to love the process, man. And not not only love the journey, but then you also got to. do what I didn't do for the longest time is be grateful of the milestones. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like every time, every time I got that next position, uh, I just wanted the next position. I wasn't happy. It's like, <laughs> okay, now, now I'm the, uh, executive chef at the LA Rose. I need to be more like, I'm not satisfied. I shouldn't be where I'm at. You know, I, I was the executive chef there when I was 20, 21 years old and yeah. wasn't happy. Went and opened up a restaurant in Arizona. Wasn't happy. Went and became a sous chef. Still wasn't happy. Like I just never gave myself credit of how far I have come. And I think that's something that uh, someone that's on that journey of greatness or journey of finding themselves, they just got to be more aware of those milestones. Otherwise, it's going to be a very miserable time. Thanks. Oh, dude. Yeah. You got to take your little dubs man yeah you gotta be happy for yourself you have to like i think daniel was actually the one who asked me on on your podcast what did you ask me daniel how do you know when it's when you're ready to take the next step and then what did i say Um, just this last one we did yeah on ours i don't remember to be honest i think i said when because you asked me that like when you when do you know when you're kind of ready to take a the next step and that's a good question and i answered sometimes you took it and you didn't know because you didn't get happy for yourself Mm-hmm. You didn't let yourself have that moment. Yeah, for sure. You're just man. grinding. You're just, your nose is in it every day. It's just go to sleep. Okay, wake up immediately and stress. Time to go. Yep. Time <laughs> to go. Time to go. And you get home and it's like, I am not done for today. There are so many things I need to be doing. They might be small, but they might be like things you have to get done. Yeah, man. And you didn't let yourself take a dub when you got the next level of, to the, you know, like, for us, we're doing things on podcasts, so, you know, maybe we got 100 subscribers or something. And you yeah, man. And you didn't notice because 
you were just like working so hard. Yeah. And now you're able to get ad reads because you have a hundred subscribers. Yeah. So you didn't know that you were able to level up. Yeah. You were just so like, ah, I'm not good enough. Just grinding. Yeah, dude. Not paying. You're not taking your little dubs. Yep. yep. Be happy for yourself. Heck yeah. Yeah, dude. But still on that, earn that bread every day. You got to right. earn that bread every day. And that's another thing I love about the industry and about food in general. Like yeah. I'm sure other industries are the same, but we deal with something that is gone minutes after it's out the window. Yeah. You know, yeah. I make a bowl, yeah. I make a burrito for someone right. within 10, 20 minutes, that burrito's yeah. gone. Right. So just because I made that one burrito great yeah. doesn't mean I can now slack off on the next burrito. Right. That next burrito be, right. better be just as good. So you've mm. got to earn that bread every yeah. Yeah. single day. Or another way to look at it is just like embrace the suck. Yeah. And that's a... Uh, that's something that uh, the industry <laughs> taught me. I know it's taught my brother as well, and that's Dude. that's what I use every day upstairs on the mats. You know, it's just to embrace that, yeah. that suck yeah. and oh, earn yeah. your bread every single day. It's hard to embrace that that, that that failure moment. All of those, literally like months of it. Sometimes. Oh yeah, like you you're going back the next day and you're just not good. You're just not good yet. Like yeah, you can't in any way say you're good now. You're actually bad. You're getting better. Like, yeah. getting better is always, but it's not like you're good. Yep. Yeah, man. It's hard. Small steps, man. How do you embrace that suck, that that failure stage? Because it could be a stage. It could be more than a couple days. I'm just not wanting to be stuck. Even though even though every day it's the, even, even though every day, like, it's the same thing or it's the same suck, you're only going to be stuck there is if you're not trying to put in the effort. Boom. So if... If you're putting in that effort, there's no way that you can stay there. You can't. But if you just keep being miserable about it and you just keep doing the same, it's like the, what is that? Uh, insanity is doing the same thing over again, just yep. expecting different results. Yes. Yep. Yes, sir. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, uh, I can't, I can't remember the saying right now, but it's only a moment. And even though it's seen, even though if it's a month, just be happy that it's not a year, you know, mm. it, Mm. You gotta Everybody has to go through the suck And everybody yeah. has to struggle mm -hmm. Avoiding it only makes it worse You know So I feel like the only way too Is you gotta shift your mindset And understand like the only way Like Winston Churchill said If you're going through hell Keep going You know like mm -hmm. That's what you gotta do You yeah. gotta You gotta walk through the fire You know You, you don't gotta You don't got a choice Cause if you stay there You're just gonna keep getting burned So you gotta go So that's it You'll stay complacent. You'll become That's real. mediocre. That's real. You know, you'll become content with a, a life or a position or status that you don't deserve just because you're not willing to continue to suffer. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that that's part of life. Mm -hmm. You've got you've yeah. to suffer. You've got to grind it out. You've got to be willing to be bad at something mm -hmm. in order to be good. No one was good at anything the first time they ever did it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I got choked out, you know, for three, four, five <laughs> months upstairs before I even started attempting to be to 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 do any moves on anyone else. But my yeah. like my goal when I first started here was as long as as the weeks progress, I tap out less and less. <laughs> yeah, I'm making yeah. progress. Like I'm not even lying. Like as long Just as survive. I'm tapping out less and less, <laughs> yeah. I'm making yeah. progress. And you Dude, know, even learning how to tap out, some people don't know how to tap out. Yeah, that's a tough thing. That's too, like yeah. hard to learn. That's a thing. So yeah. getting to the level where you're like, oh, I need to tap out. And then, oh, I need to tap out sooner. Oh, I need to tap out better. Oh, I don't have to tap out. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's that's what you want. Yeah, it's crazy. But that, but going through the like, you're you're getting choked out all the time. That's hard. Oh, it's, it's rough, extremely yeah. hard. It's demoralizing sometimes, especially, you know, we've got some killers upstairs. Yeah, yeah. We've got. I got choked out in thirty seconds. We've got <laughs> Hayden choked me out in thirty seconds, and my neck was sore for like three days. Yeah, like, we, we've got a few guys. I was that like are, right here. I was like, what did I do? Oh rough. yeah. That are choked. smaller and younger <laughs> than me, you know, and they're they're tapping me out, and yeah, yeah. it's a it's a very humbling experience. But it's like they earned it, you know. And next For time, real. maybe I'll be able to tap them For out. Real. Iron sharpens iron, you mm. know. You've got to continue mm. to embrace that suck and earn that bread every day. Yeah, you have to. It's good stuff, dude. That's why it's good training here. Yeah. That's what that's what everybody here is doing. That's the purpose of everybody here. Even if it's not people training, just people who hang out, show up, yeah. hang out around the crowd. Yeah, you yeah. get that. You get that energy from everybody. And it's like yeah. those kind of people those kind of people are the are the people that you want around you. You know? Oh yeah. 
yeah, definitely. Dude. I mean, I was attracted to this place, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think I didn't know I was, but then the more I hang out here, it's more like, oh, this is definitely the culture that I want. I want hungry people learning how to, like, do things and have a lot of things going on to talk about. Yeah. You yeah. know, certain places... I mean, certain businesses in town, I'm sure I could go to and have a great time, but there are certain places that I know I'll go and talk to somebody and they don't, you know, especially I knew I wanted to get involved with like fit people, people that are active, people yeah. with active lifestyles, because sedentary people just don't have a lot of um, stimulation going on in their free time. They spend it all going to work. Yeah. And then yeah. in the free time, it's like there's like a 30% level of a person kind of like working it feels like sometimes yep. not everybody there's a lot of people that work office jobs that get up and they go for their walk and i see you walking around town downtown i see you when i'm going to the atm and stuff but like you know i wanted to go to somewhere that had active people and so i was attracted to like this place and i didn't know how much discipline was involved and how much leadership was going on that i was going to feed off of yeah. really you yeah, know man. from a lot of the people here not just rich um, whether that's like creating things online, which is what a big, big deal of what we're doing is and or just like listening and like really managing personalities and like understanding the ins and outs of kind of like having something, um, having a gym, you know, yeah. like just having a building where you're you got to keep the lights on and stuff like that. I like it. Yeah, man. I like it. It's good. It's good. Just yeah, it's good to be around the people who who like a, a tougher life yes you know yes yeah, man and that's sure. what it is yeah that's what it is. you want to have a tough life yep jocko right now would just go yeah you want to have a tough <laughs> life you don't want to be weak yeah man especially well, nowadays well and you know you can you can choose your tough you can choose the tough oh, but, dude, and discipline you, you know of being athletic and being active and trying to stay in shape or you can take the tough life of being lazy and unhealthy and spending thousands of dollars at a doctor you know you you got to choose what you want neither one of them is easy no, i can't say being no. unhealthy is easy because it's not no. yeah but it, being healthy isn't easy either and what yeah. one would you rather have you know, what do you ultimately want out of your life? And like, that's right. why I love this place is because the, the number of people that I have met in the like career paths that they're on or the things that they do is just absolutely mind blowing that everyone has their it's own dope. lives. Everyone's out making their own moves. Yeah. And for an hour each training day, however many days you come a week, we're all just here to suffer and, uh, simulate murder on each other <laughs> yeah yeah i love it dude i love it it's fun to meet more and more people i i want to get more and more people on this podcast that come yeah. but this has been a fun time for me dude thanks yeah, for coming I, on i greatly appreciate you, man. this man thank you dude, you guys like, are cool dudes <laughs> i was wondering i was like man i didn't think i was that interesting of a person <laughs> get out of here bro come on bro this is a good time yeah dude i appreciate this this has been an experience for sure brother Dude, I love meeting people. I love, like, finding people. And uh, you guys are welcome back on the show anytime. Right on, dude. Hit up Rich. Say, yeah. hey, is there a slot open? Yeah, like, man. we have an opportunity for something. If you even want to, like, like put out that we need jobs, you know, this is a way to advertise. Yeah, So yeah, you can you sure. can hit us up. You can, you know, <laughs> hit us up. We'll talk about how to make you an ad or something like that. Something that we might be doing more in the future here, making advertisements for small businesses right and uh, then putting it on the podcast and then maybe – giving it to that person so that they can post it on social media themselves because I know the power of social media. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those man. are the new flyers, baby. Yeah. Yes, sir. You don't want to put them up. You can put the flyers up in the, you know, gas in station. <laughs> but nobody's going to see it. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> you know, put it on social media. Well, Dan, we're at an hour and four. We want to hear your voice. Say something to the mic once. Something. There you go. Beautiful. <laughs> Well, well, embrace the suck <laughs> embrace the suck yeah did you have a hey let's get a dance takeaway dude what'd you take away from this podcast it sucked well is, one thing for is me garbage. is i'm about to become a manager at b-dubs <laughs> so listening to like the how to deal with like kitchen people and correct people in a proper way i'm gonna take definitely take some stuff from that so i appreciate that right on of brother course, man i was thinking about that yeah just oh, remember uh 
always try to be the leader that you wanted when you were coming up in the industry yeah, or, or in in that industry and you know um it's a lot easier to lead your troops through the trenches than it is to stand up on that hill and dictate them and tell them how they need to be going through the trenches. It's facts. I appreciate it. Of oh, course, man. Heck yeah, brother. Rico, Harley, this has been episode 18 <laughs> of the pod. Thanks for coming on, boys. Thank, Thank you, you, brother. Man. Good stuff. That was awesome. Hey, go check out what we got on uh, Patreon going on. We got a lot of stuff going on on Patreon. Uh, the breakdown page, Patreon, that's Richie's. And uh, check out the uh, Ugly Franco Productions Patreon. We got we got videos going up on there all the time. Go to YouTube. Hit up Ugly Franco on YouTube, Ugly Franco Productions. Carney, Carney Combat Sports YouTube is going to be having things be put up there. We're going to be putting stuff up there. So uh, be looking out more for YouTube and Patreon activity. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Patreon is a subscription-based uh, uh, website that is really cool, and we would just really appreciate uh, anybody that wants to support us financially. That's a very small way. It's about 2 to $3 a month, maybe $5 a month at most, maybe on riches. Support local. Support local, and, um, you know, go uh, rate and subscribe to everything that you possibly can and give us feedback, even if it's just the middle finger emoji. We'll take it. Thank you. Love Thank you, you guys. We appreciate you. Love you. Bye, Holmes. Later, guys.